Oh, Penny. I'm eating my muffin, actually. <laughs> that sounds very well. Very good. That did, that did not come out well. That sounded wrong. No, it sounded I, wrong. So if we, if we had visuals, we could see that I have like a nice English muffin <laughs> jelly on it. So welcome Sorry. to a bizarre episode. I think <laughs> a couple of dusty muffins. I'm Julie Blacklow. I'm going plenty of okay. with, mouth, with a mouthful of English muffin. It wasn't quite ready to start, but that's okay. We put all our mistakes, you know, we, we leave them in the podcast because we're so imperfect. And if you ever see our logo, you know how low rent we are. Yeah. We celebrate our mistakes and our imperfections. Yes, we do. Because we have we, a lot of them. One of my dear friends, Amy Ferris says, wear your scars like stardust. There we go. But, Today, I want to talk about death and dying. Oh, another upbeat topic. <laughs> well, it's, it's just that we've all been dealing with a lot of that lately. Death and dying of rock stars and friends and the COVID years. In a personal level, I'm dealing right now with a longtime friend of 50 years who is at the end of his life and is being kept alive as a skeleton of a man tied to his wheelchair because he can't get up. He's not ambulatory. There are only two people left in his life, me and his other good friend, Aaron. And we watch this decline of a human being. It enrages me. I don't want to live that way. And I don't think he wants to live that way. But we're just watching the withering of a human being. And I just want to put him out of his misery and that's the part let me just ask so that's the part that enrages you is that he's lingering without an option to move on exactly man he doesn't have any options now we have death with with dignity yeah but he's not but he has he's not well enough to make that decision now right right so the, the time to have done it would have been months and months ago right and he had a big fall as i understand it which radically yes. changed his his brain, his, uh, condition, his brain, and, it affected yeah, now his he's brain. trapped. So I want to say here and now that anyone who's listening, but specifically the people closest in my life, and you're one of them, Penny Legate, don't let me linger. I know you feel the same way. Oh, I do. I've had discussions with my sister and with my husband and my daughter. And I said, if for some reason I didn't get the paperwork done, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I said, Please just accidentally put a pillow over my head and sit down for a while (laughs) or, you know, give me a little extra dose of morphine or whatever you got. And, um, and I, and and Julie, um, I know a lot of people would have a hard time, like, you know, so-called killing somebody. So would you have a problem with that? No, I'll kill you. Are you killing me? I'll be sad to lose you, but happy to kill you. And I hope you feel (laughs) the same way about me. And I know this isn't, I know this isn't a funny topic, but honestly, you have to find humor in everything. It's just heart wrenching to see this happening to somebody you've known for 50 years. And so I'm making sure that everyone I know is feel free to put the pillow over my head, slip me you know, extra, whatever. Right. I don't want to die, but if it's not living, if you're not able to enjoy food or be compass mentis to talk to your friends or even know what's going on around you, it's time to go on. Right. And I think there's also the additional 
burden you place on people and in these lingering days and weeks and months and even sometimes years. And I don't want to do that to my loved ones. If no. any of them are still around, anybody no. still loves me. Well, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want people looking at me and thinking, oh, poor Julie. She used to be interesting. She used, <laughs> she used to be funny. You know, she used to paint. She used to ride horses. She used to laugh with Penny. Yeah, Julie, what are you if you can't shoot off your mouth? There's no need for you to be around anymore. What am, what, who am I? <laughs> I? Okay. So I also have a friend whose husband quite ill and I've watched this sad situation and with other people as well. And I've heard that when people get near, we were talking about us wanting to go and not suffer and linger, but there are lots of people who say that, but then when they're in that situation, they change their minds and they want to cling on to every last breath of life. You know, it's easy for us to stand outside of it and say, we don't want to hang out when we're not ourselves and we're incapacitated. What's the point? But there are a lot of people I'm told that say that like we are right now, but in their death throes, cling on and hang on and don't want to go. They just, it's an interesting phenomenon. But the difference is, you know, that you're going, I'm talking about another level. What This dear friend of mine is unaware of anything that's going on around him. If I'm still logical or quasi-logical and I'm ill and it's I'm on my way out, but I know it, I'm not ready for you to put the pillow over my head. I, I get that. I, I get that, that you want, that life clings to life. Now, how am I going to determine if what? you're logical or not? Logical? <laughs> I don't know that now. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a random decision here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we needed to laugh about this. Julie's yeah. been really agonizing about this situation. Yeah, I have been, but you know, God, there's humor in the darkest places. Laughter is the only way to survive anything anymore. Mm -hmm. No, I get it. Life clings to life and it wants to remain. And mm -hmm. also as the partner of someone who is dying, the partner doesn't want to let go of that person. Right. So that's the situation I know you're in. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I mean, I don't know what the end. All I know is what I want watching this, what I think I want for myself, which is for Penny to look at me and say, <laughs> Julie, it's time for you to go already. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> well, I put this pillow on your head. All right. We're terrible. We're terrible to laugh about this, but no. No, no we're not I, terrible. Have you, have you noticed? Okay, so you're 75. I'm just turned 68. <laughs> so we are at a place in our lives where lots of people are, are dying. Yeah. Our, our friends, our relatives, you yeah. know, et cetera. And so we're facing death a lot more regularly and serious illnesses that often lead to death. So I think as a culture, we don't embrace death. And that is an entire subject that we need to tackle at some point. Cause it's a yes. subject I've thought about an awful lot and having been through the death of my daughter, we can talk about the steps I went through, you know, with her body and stuff. So anyway, not ready to do that right here and now, but I think this is a topic that culturally those of us in Western cultures just ignore death. And then we act surprised when it comes around. And the medical community doesn't acknowledge it. They're all about keeping you alive at any cost. So, you know, death needs to be talked about. We've started the conversation with this <laughs> crazy podcast, but it's a good beginning. And uh, death is uh, the one thing we all share after That's we're right. born. And we're That's all right. going, no one gets out alive. We're all going there. One of my favorite sayings is from Ram Das. Uh, we're all just walking each other home. 
I love that. So when my time comes, Penny, I want <laughs> I want you there since you're younger than me, than I. I'm a grammar police. No, wait, Clem's our engineer is waving at us to talk about something. Our amazing uh, engineer, audio genius, has been listening to this conversation and has a story of his own. Clem, <laughs> take it away, Clem. Do share. Yeah, my my mother suffered uh, a horrible stroke, and she was in convalescence for uh, a, you know, a while, a few years, and and then she had a second stroke. And I think I was thinking, oh my gosh, she's just in horrible shape now, and you know, she had difficulty, you know, talking and and things. Uh, but just, she always had the you know a pretty sharp mind and everything. Uh, ironically, in fact, they called her Queen Anne at the nursing home because she would always, in two sentences, fix their problem. So anyway, I she, she has a second uh, stroke, and so I go in to visit her, and she's sound asleep. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll just reach over across and pull this pillow and and put it under her head when and prop her up when she wakes up. And and just for a second, the devil popped up on my shoulder, and it was saying, "Do it." She was rolling like this, and you know, I knew she wouldn't, and everything. And all of a sudden, this voice from underneath the pillow says, "They frown on that sort of thing here." <laughs> That's what oh, your God. mom said. That's my mom. Put the pillow. Kind my of mom, my mom. Mom's okay. Oh God. Well, she wasn't, but she was. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Thank you, Clem. That's a great story, Clem. Penny, I want you there standing with the pillow, ready to uh, let me go. Not walk you home, not push you out the door. Push me out the door. Push me out the door. Okay. okay. I'll walk with you, my darling. That's enough. <laughs> Dusty Muffins signing off for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Now, you know, we have no clue how to edit this show, so we just talk and Clem Daniels puts it all together. Thanks, Clem. 